you are here on purpose with a purpose by design. As you already know, today I have an amazing guest with me, Mr. Ryan Hodge, and we are so glad you are here. Welcome to the Pamela Show. I'm so happy to be here. It's an honor to serve and support at any chance that I can. So I'm, I'm grateful to be here and I, I love what you're doing. You are so kind. I love what you're doing. And I have a little story about how we connected that I would love to share. But before we go there, I have a empowerment report for you. And being that you are purpose-driven and you speak about purpose all the time, I'm really curious and excited to hear how you will respond to this quote. So here we go. You can find your purpose in your past. Isn't that powerful. Mm -hmm. I love that because so often we're told, don't look back there. And again, we don't want to look back there and get stuck back there. But if there are like roadmaps or road signs, I should say, up across the way, as we are looking back, we can look, we can go, oh, I see all that. That adds up to our purpose, what we're doing today. Then I think there is a place to take a look, not to look back, but to find our purpose. So what is that statement saying? Well, I, I guess, you know, the first thing that I'd say is let's let's talk a little bit about purpose and, and some of the language that I, I know that your audience listens to um, or, or follows along with is, uh, you know, universal law. And universal law is based in, you know, a number of different things. But when we talk about purpose, that's actually the law of Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A, which many people... Uh, hear the word karma, which is, you know, what goes around comes around and based on the law of cause and effect. But dharma is very rarely discussed. And dharma is actually the law of purpose. It's more of a linear path. And in that linear path of purpose, it requires us to make specific choices, you know, to do the next right thing after the next right thing in order to understand and really, really unlock our purpose. So in my experience and, you know, much of the work that I do, you know, going back to our roots and understanding our past and, and some of that programming that we've had, whether it's at a young age or through childhood or, you know, the different experiences that we've had, when we can really understand, you know, some of those circumstances, and again, they're just circumstances that made us us, it allows us to unlock some of that past, unlock some of that purpose and really move forward in that linear path of, of fulfilling it at a higher level. That is so good. Unlocking the past, unlocking the purpose. I love that. Dharma. Mm -hmm. Dharma. Dharma. D-H-A-N-A. Okay, Dharma. I am so glad you brought that up because I forgot about that word. That's mm -hmm. a powerful word. Well, that leads me into our story of how we connected. And so John Tallarico, my coach, is also a friend of yours. And when mm -hmm. he was out of town, we were blessed and fortunate to have you as the speaker and guest for John, uh, spending an hour just pouring into all of us at Thinking Into Results. And it was really life-changing because you talked about purpose just let little snippet that y'all just heard that he shared that's just like not even the tip of the iceberg of where this man goes and i took so many notes and i've got my paper and my pen right there so all of you listening and watching you need to go get it because you're going to want this paper and pen today 
But when you spoke at TIR, I was really challenged in a positive way to look at that purpose by design for my life and to spend some time camping on it, meditating over it, contemplating it. And kind of refocusing. Can I use the word, uh, Ryan, repurposing mm-hmm. to repurpose everything? And it so resonated with me that reaching out to you was just as natural as breathing. That mm-hmm. could we get you to come on here and, and go there, talk about it? Because you take purpose in a direction that not... It, it is. It is what it is. But you take it in a direction that not everybody goes to, just like starting out giving us the word Dharma. That's just, it's powerful. And you make purpose purposeful. And I'm excited for the audience today to hear all that you have to drop those gold nuggets on us. So that is how I connected with this incredible human. And it was funny because I popped in and still was signed in to one of John's other Zooms that gave me some permissions to help let people in and all of that. And I popped in and it was just you and it was just me. And I went, right. because I was even running like five minutes late to class, had to take a kid to a game practice or something. And there you were like, um, can you let people in? <laughs> <laughs> waiting you know we pushed the button to let everybody in and it was just they all came yeah. the zoom room and it was an amazing night so thank you for showing up for all of us and, oh and my pleasure because you could have not stuck around like i've been here for five minutes there's nobody here i'm out of here but you stayed and we were all all of us all the better for it so appreciate you ryan and with that would you do me a favor and could you tell all of us who who are you? Who is Ryan? Sure, sure. Well, I mean, and, and that's really, um, and I'll digress a little bit. Grateful for you as well in that connection. I think that, you know, the the universe and God brings us together at the right times. And, you know, it's just how things work. It is what it is. Um, a little bit about myself, though, and, and really, you know, a lot that we talk about as far as purpose. Um, it took me a long time to understand mine. And I'll give you a little bit of background. I was born and raised up here in London, Ontario, Canada, which is 90 minutes in between Toronto and Detroit. And uh, went to high school here, university here, have a degree in sociology and psychology with an emphasis on human behavior. Um, Worked in a, a corporate world for about 10 years before deciding to make some change. Uh, got into real estate and real estate was just a, a natural choice for me to get started. but. <clears throat> I had a unique start. I I took some pretty serious action at the time uh, based on, you know, motivation to do something different for my family. And I had a quick start. So I I started off with the wonderful world of Remax, which at the time was the largest real estate brand in the world. Uh, Sold a couple hundred homes in my first few years, which was a really, really quick start in the business. Um, The average realtor, just as an example, sells about five homes per year. And that's, you know, whether they're five years in or 10 years in. So I really got off to the races nicely and, and blessed for that. What ended up happening was because of my quick success, um, I was entered into the networking world of Remax as a speaker and as a coach. And I began going and speaking primarily on you know real estate productivity, how to grow your business, how to sell lots of real estate, 
all the things that, you know, we're taught are success, but success really does not equal fulfillment. You know, in, in, in what I look to and what I've come to understand is success, much like many things, is more of a toxic replacement for fulfillment. And whether I was selling 100 homes a year or when I opened my company, which you can see behind me is the realty firm, we're a multi-office real estate company with close to 100 agents that I own with my partner. You know, all that success, you can still wake up and find yourself uh, a little bit lost or a little bit uh, miserable at times that, you know, it's just not all, you know, happening and you can make as much money in the world. But if you don't have that foundation of fulfillment and really understanding the self, it just doesn't matter. And so it was interesting because as I began coaching and I, I launched my own coaching company in, in the real estate environment, which was my first you know, main audience, um, I spoke all over North America, uh, into Europe and began coaching agents. But the audience changes as well, just like we connect and we you know, somehow found a path to come together. A lot of my coaching clients uh, began coming into my coaching realm for different things. They often came in because they thought that they wanted to grow their business. But much like myself, it was more on working in that that foundation. What is my purpose? You know, why am I not fulfilled? And so I'm fortunate to coach some of the top realtors on the planet, top teams in the world. And, you know, many of them are having great success, but they have challenges with uh, low self-worth, uh, addiction, um, relationship challenges, infidelity, all of the, you know, wonderful experiences that we can create and, you know, finding that and unlocking some of those things, that's where we start to work in purpose. That's where we start to, you know, work in Dharma, that linear path, which takes me to now where, you know, the purpose is how do I wake up each and every day, whether it's in my real estate company, my coaching business, or, you know, outside of real estate, my family, of course, and serve and support people at the highest level I can. You said a couple of things that I'd like to circle back to. You said success becomes a replacement for fulfillment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Man, that's a bomb dropper right there, right? It is because you're right. We can chase after what looks like and the world of terminology, we'll just put it that way, of success and be so empty inside. And so you're out coaching real estate agents, some of the best in the whole world. They would be considered a success, right? They would, mm -hmm. in, in the eyes of the uh, the community of real estate and beyond, big house, lots of money, great car, right? All of that mm -hmm. stuff. But you found that you ended up coaching them, not just on how to be a successful agent, but how to be fulfilled in life. Like they began to unpack all of this stuff that they weren't mm -hmm. happy that they all that stuff you mentioned about me, all of that. Mm -hmm. when did it come like kind of like you know light bulb <laughs> on you that you realize that this is not about me teaching success this is a this is just like that avenue it's that it's the gateway in i'm getting into these places to speak but really what I'm here to do is to teach about fulfillment. 
unpack that a little bit for us because that sure. had to be the switcheroo for you that you weren't just there to tell them how to sell 200 homes. Well, I, I think it starts with the self. I mean, it always comes back to, you know, the self-reflection and, and through my own personal journey of uh, not having necessarily, you know, the greatest foundation despite the success I was having, that can lead to some challenges, you know, personally and professionally. And so as I started to go down my own, you know, spiritual path, um, you know, looking at myself, personal development, focusing on self-serving activity for my own personal foundation, I quickly discovered, you know, a great um, correlation between, you know, business success and, and fulfillment of business, a business that feels good uh, through that. And so I became very, very focused on that. You know, it, there's non-negotiables to the way that I, you know, live my life. And is it perfect? Gosh, no. But it's about getting each better, better, a little bit better each and every day. And so when you start to understand that, a lot of people that came in, whether they were a brand new agent, whether they were, you know, a hugely successful team leader or broker owner of another company, or eventually, you know, coaching outside of the real estate environment for that spiritual development that then transfers into, you know, a lot of the things that they want to create in other areas of their lives and their their business, of course. Really? So you kind of came in like a storm, but in, in the area of like a breath of fresh air. So like a breath of fresh air and storm season being so opposite, like one's when the other one is just still in calm. But you came in really as both. So people are showing up to hear about how to climb the ladder in the real estate and look at this guy's done it. But now he is talking to to each of them at this heart level about, mm. you know, how are you? How is your life? Uh, selling 200 homes isn't going to make you happy. And really going into almost a therapeutic, and you said the spiritual, and, and being a minister myself, I'm like over here applauding you because everything starts in the spirit. Everything mm -hmm. begins from within. Mm -hmm. And then when we go in, then we can work our way out. Or yes. we can, you can be led out you can be have the guiding light guide you out however you look at that but it all starts on the inside uh, you also mentioned that getting up right every morning and that is a big deal isn't it getting up right having that right mindset how you start your day but for most people out there, and, and I think we could all be included in that, but I could fall into most if I don't make the effort to not become mm -hmm. most, right? For most people, it's hit that snooze button, hit that snooze button. They never beat the battle of the bed. <laughs> and they get up and they're racing out the door, you know, maybe a piece of toast in their mouth. Uh, the kids, if you have kids, blah, 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 trying to get them out the door to school or whatever. And then you get to your work or where you're going to spend your day and you are already haggard. And then, of course, mm -hmm. we're in that negative frame of mind, right? And that negative vibration. And so all the stuff that we probably shouldn't be thinking about or camping on is right there just knocking really loud at the door, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're saying that so much of this, if we back up the train, comes back to how we get up. Mm -hmm. That is a powerful statement, Brian. So 
Can you explain that to, to us? These are might be people that have never heard that before, or they're thinking, you don't know how, how my life sucks right now. You don't sure. know all the stressors I have. I can't even get to sleep, let alone get up right. What does mm -hmm. somebody in that frame of mind in that situation do? Well, the, the first and, and foremost is, you know, really understanding and, and having a knowing that it is near impossible to serve others, whether it's our friends, our family, our clients, our children, our business, if we can't serve ourselves first. Like, how can you possibly operate at a, a ultra high level in, in your business or, you know, do all the things. I've got three boys, 15, 13, and nine. They're active, active children, you know, high-level hockey, high school football, you know, karate, all, all sorts of stuff. But how can we operate and, and really be present and really be, you know, an understanding human being if we don't understand ourselves? And so it starts with simple micro commitments. There's a, a, a saying, it's kind of cliche, but tiny hinges swing big doors. And so when we look at um, what's really promoted in mainstream media right now, uh, time blocking, you know, routine, um, you know, breaking down every 15 to 30 minutes of the day, you know, that may work for some, but for myself, I'm not so much of a routine guy. I'm more ritualistic in nature. So I have a specific set of rituals um, some would call them protocols that if I, you know, get up and I wake up and express gratitude, if I hydrate because, you know, hydration is good. And, and it's a simple one. If I can't drink a glass of water in the morning to hydrate myself, how do I possibly expect to hydrate my business? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. you know, there's minor things like that. But then it leads into, you know, what I, I reference as my rituals, you know, journaling, form of meditation, when I'm operating at a high level, you know, some, some really good physical activity. And are they perfect every day? No, but I do know that the days that I get all those rituals done, everything unfolds a little bit easier. I am more in that state of flow. My energy is better. The relationships that I have, you know, run smoother. But it, it starts with me making that choice. And every single thing that we do is a choice. Every choice leads to an outcome. And every single outcome, whether positive or negative, is an opportunity to learn, grow, and expand further. Say that again. It's an opportunity to grow and what, what, what was the first Learn, thing? learn, grow, and expand further. And see, that's... That's the thing, you know, you, you mentioned that, you know, some people might be saying, you know, my life sucks right now, or I, I'm so stressed. Hey, I get it. I've got mountains of stuff that can stress. And, and at times they sure do. But in order to make change, you know, all it takes is a choice because change is not a permanent or, or you know, change is not something that happens over time. Circumstances do. Change happens in an instant. In that instant that we make a choice, we start moving in a different direction. Change happens in an instant. Did y'all hear that? Circumstances will come and go. I always say they're coming to pass, meaning like they're they're on their way out, right? Yes. Going out. <laughs> they're, they're not going to stay. They're going to go. Mm -hmm. But change can happen in an instant. Well, that, that brings me to a question that just kind of bubbled up in my heart for you. What about a person that doesn't like change? 
Oh, I don't like change. And you're saying change happens in an instant. It's my choice. Well, I don't like change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say? What do you say to that? Well, let's, let's look at it, you know, realistically. Because we, we've talked about purpose. We've talked about the past. Um, in the realm of spiritual development and those that really focus on the self and, and true spiritual growth, uh, there's a very, very small percentage of the people that do that work and continue to stay in that work because oftentimes it's very painful. It's very painful to look at some of those past experiences. It's very painful to look at some of the things that we're doing when we're not operating in integrity, whatever that means for you know you and each one of your, your audience and, and all of us. It's very challenging right now with what's going on in the world, depending where you are, to really understand you know, some of the energy that's just automatically being pulled from us if we are on these things too long and watching the narrative on social media or on the news or things like that. And so ultimately, you know, change is, is, is something that, you know, is a required choice. And if we're in a space that we are, you know, not getting the results that we desire, it's, you know, asking ourselves, what do I need to do in order to experience the happiness and freedom that I desire and deserve? You know, what must happen in order for me to do that? And so oftentimes people will not make that choice to change right in an instant. It might take time. They might need to get to a space often referred to as rock bottom where change is is definitely required. But when you look at that law of karma, the golden rule, it's a very circular energy. That's why they say what goes around comes around. That's where, you know, we do the same thing over and over. If we're not, you know, making the choice to do the right things, the results tend to be very similar. And often they show up um, packaged in different ways. And so when we, you know, make the choice to not examine ourselves, you know, our past can creep up. Uh, When we make the choice to escape into, you know, food, um, addiction, uh, porn, um, you know, poor relationships, you know, all of the stuff that, you know, exist. It, it ends up being very, very similar to, you know, what I've experienced is, you know, escaping into success, right. Or, or what people believed was success. It's no different one to the other. It's just packaged differently. And unless we examine and focus on the self, the results tend to be quite similar. That's really powerful. You know, what I take away from that is it's my responsibility. I can't pass that off on anybody else. Mm-hmm. It's my responsibility. Even though things might have happened to me that weren't great, maybe whether it was upbringing, mistakes that she made, addictions, all of it. There were a lot of things that happened in our lives that weren't our fault and, that, and they're not fair. Mm-hmm. But in the end, what Ryan is saying here is you have a choice. You have a choice to make change, great change. You can stay in that circle that you talked about, right? And that circle, and it can be just a vicious circle. I mean, I believe there's a victorious circle over here we can get into, right? But we can stay in that. But in order for this to stop happening in our lives, we have to take responsibility for our lives and say, okay, what happened from this point back is not, I'm not going to look at that anymore, right? But what I do from this point forward, I can break this cycle. I don't need to stay in this anymore. So I grab from that, from what you said is responsibility. 
And so then it comes to being willing to be responsible and make that change, face that fear, bust through that terror barrier and just mm-hmm. do it. And from what I'm gleaning from what you're saying, it would sort of sound to me that that's where this stops. And then you talked about the linear, right? And the Dharma would begin. Is, is that accurate? Yeah, I, I look at, you know, circular energy karma as the simplest way to put it. Dharma, purpose, linear energy. So, you know, when we look at even even a business, you know, oftentimes we can, you know, identify something that's going to allow us to get busy in business or, you know, in the physical space. We identify that if we, you know, hydrate and eat well and work out, you know, we, we get a good result. And so we start doing those things, but we get busy, for example, in, you know, part of the business that, you know, takes us away from doing what we were supposed to do in the first place. And then we have these big peaks and valleys in our business. We have spaces, you know, in the physical self that, you know, for example, with, with gyms closed, you know, with people that like to, um, you know, if they're not doing something different, then, you know, the results tend to not be the same as what they experienced in the past. And it just goes circular because then all of a sudden we realize, well, we need to start taking some action again. We need to start doing those things that got us busy in the first place, but we tend to fall off. On a linear path, it's about waking up and saying, you know, what choices must I make to keep progressing, to keep expanding, to keep fulfilling that life path, life purpose that exists for all of us. You know, it it exists for each and every one of us in terms of the potential that we all have. And, you know, everybody has a purpose, whether that purpose is family, charity, church, God, um, you know, serving and supporting others at a high level. But it's really understanding the choices that are required in our own personal journey to keep that, you know, path of purpose moving along the line. When we're moving along the line, we're going forward. Mm-hmm. We're always going forward. So that means that you will never be stuck, even if you are feeling stuck. If you mm-hmm. are on that linear path, every morning when you get up, it's a brand new day. So you are you're literally forward thinking, forward moving. It takes you out of the loop. You know, Groundhog Day again. <laughs> it takes you out of that and into this forward thinking, forward processing. Literally, literally, Ryan, marching into your future, mm. marching into your purpose. That's about as easy as anybody can make it, everyone, that we have a choice every day. I always say you have a choice to rejoice and you can get up in the morning and start right then. And remember, circumstances, they're there, mm-hmm. but you have a choice. And we can stay like that hamster in the wheel, or we can choose to jump off of it and and start marching into our purpose. And and I think when we make that decision and and it it becomes habitual, you know, like we have not a habit in a way that we're just like zombies, but that we are habitually doing it, ritual in our doing and our getting up and our doing and our being and what what we're what we're focusing on, I think we can get swept away in that current that just mm-hmm. carries us into that purpose by design that we all have been given by the creator 
within each one of us a purpose while we are here. Mm-hmm. Sure. Out of this, as you put it, and into this. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is so powerful. So real quickly, if you were to say, here are uh, three steps, here are five things, and, and, and I'm not a person that gets into lists and checklists, but for those that are here today that are saying, okay, I, I, you know, stop the hamster wheel. I want to get off. I want to start doing these things that Ryan and Pamela are discussing. Where can they start? What could be some bite-sized little chunks that could put them on the right linear path? Sure. Well, let's, let's talk about the principle of goals because everybody's got a goal. Uh, but goals are nice in theory. Goals are, you know, wonderful, but unless we're taking action and we're actually committing, then the goal is just an idea. And so when we look at the principle of commitment, I'm, I'm going to give your audience seven steps of accountability when it comes to their commitment. Whether their commitment is the physical, whether it's their business, whether it's their family, this can apply to any area of life. So if somebody were to write down their commitment, what they want to commit to, the commitment that they're going to make in order to experience a little more happiness, a little more freedom, a little more of what they desire. The first thing is, what is my commitment? What is my commitment? Okay. Number two, did I keep my commitment? Did I keep my commitment? Number three, in the realm of all that is possible, could I have kept my commitment? In the realm of all that is possible, could I have kept my commitment? Number four, what got in the way? What got in the way of me keeping any commitment that I declared, understanding that it is not what's going on at home, it's not what's going on at work, it's not what's going on in the world, What keeps us from making our commitments is always inside and the self. Number five, do I want to recommit? Do I want to recommit? There's nothing wrong with recommitting. You know, I I spoke with um, one of John's other other clients and colleagues, Brian Dawkins, the other day. You know, Brian's, you know, NFL Hall of Fame, nine-time Pro Bowl, just wrote a book. Uh, You know, and Brian talked to, you know, setting that deadline to recommit. So, you know, for myself, you know, a recommitment to, you know, a higher level of fitness. This is one of my commitments that I need to recommit to. October 1st is the date. We we went through that together in one of our calls. Number six, what did I learn about myself from this experience? What did I learn about myself from this experience? We always need to be learning. And people can Google uh, teachability index teachability index and that's our ability to learn from the experiences of others rather than just our own and it's the measurement of how well we implement changes in thought and action so teachability index is something about that self-learning and finally number seven self-appreciation and acknowledgement for the commitments that we make and keep it is important to self-appreciate and what we celebrate tends to expand so you're saying that celebration is a big deal. Celebrating mm-hmm. itself, not just looking at every nook and cranny of what you wish was different, but taking time to celebrate. That's a big thing, a theme in my life, Ryan, and to my clients and friends and family. I'm 
that's like the first thing. I'm not even necessarily asking them what their win is. I'm saying, how did you celebrate me this week? What did mm-hmm. you do? Because mm-hmm. what we celebrate, we end up tolerating, right? So if, we, if we're gonna, if we're gonna, sell, if we're gonna have things in our lives that are gonna be there. Let's have things that we're celebrating, not just things that we're like, oh, we're tolerating, yes. right? Yes, for sure. So, for sure. And if number seven there, that um, are we self-appreciating? Are we celebrating? That's going to get us to focus on the right direction. And, you know, and that celebration could be, you might think it's, it's nothing. You might think it's something so little, but when you share, when you begin to celebrate it or you tell somebody about it, you find out how huge it actually is. And it might feel awkward at first, everybody, to celebrate yourself because we're always told to be, you know, that's selfish to celebrate yourself, but it's actually, um, it's a selfless act when you, mm-hmm. Because it makes mm-hmm. you so much better all the way around. Yes. Well, I just, I wrote all of these down, and I think you went through those when we were in class together, and I uh, utilized them a lot. And ripped them off my paper and stuck them up on my wall to remind myself every day that these are things that we need to do. But I love what is my commitment, and that is where I would like to start wrapping us up today. Is is what is your commitment, everybody, to you and to your purpose? And if you're really ready to get off that hamster wheel, what 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 are you willing and able to do to make that happen, right? And and maybe you say anything, anything. Well, then begin. And you can start by looking at these questions that Ryan gave you and going to the teachability. Uh, that he shared, and we'll have all of that in is, is in the description for you, so that you can you have to remember what he said. You can look at it. And see it. Mm-hmm. In wrapping up this time we talked together, which has gone so fast, I feel like I could just sit and listen to you for hours. Seriously, Ryan, it's just you're so full of wisdom and knowledge. When it comes to making that commitment, what kind of things are important to that person out there who's saying? I need to recommit. I don't even know where I need to recommit, but man, I got to do something. So how the stop starts us a lot of times, right? Mm-hmm. So how do we start in the area of recommitting? Well, I think that, you know, finding somebody or something uh, to hold you accountable is crucial. You know, whether it's a coach, whether it's a, you know, a minister, whether it is, you know, a course, you know, really understanding what it is that you want and, you know, discovering a little bit more of that that purposeful and, and impactful thing that you want to do or create, you know, finding somebody that has walked the walk, not not just talked it, because there's a lot of distraction right now in, in mainstream media on how to be successful at everything, you know, in a minute. And so looking at, you know, and, and finding people to ascend with, you know, ascension um, is, is crucial. And so I'd highly, you know, encourage that and, you know, finding somebody that feels good in that space as well. Not maybe necessarily just that has done it, but somebody that feels good for you. Find someone to ascend with. That's beautiful. And I, there's a visual that goes with that, right? Mm-hmm. You know who you're with. <laughs> And if you are descending with them or ascending, mm-hmm. it 
We know. We all know. If, if we were all sitting in the same room together, we went around the room and I said, name who you ascend with. You'd be able to tell me. And if I said, name who you descend with, you'd be able to tell us that as well, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So locating those ascending people in your life. And remember, if you're on the linear move and not on the circular move, right? Then on the linear move, you're moving forward. So you're stepping into your future and your purpose. So if you don't feel like they're there right now, you can be led and you can be guided in as you get off that hamster wheel into where that connection is, like Brian. Yes, yes. The minister. I noticed that he didn't necessarily say a friend. And I think that is also a value because your coach or the course or that minister would be invested into your purpose, not just into a relationship. So I, I just wanted to, to point that out. Friends are great to hold you accountable. Don't get me wrong. But there is something above and beyond when we seek that higher leading uh, and that linear look into our future. So you have given so many gold nuggets. Is there anything, any other gold ones you want to drop on us today before we wrap up? I, I think I'm I'm all set today. There's there's that principle of information overload. Uh, you know, I've certainly got ways that people can can find out more about my story and you know myself and, and things like that. But you know, we want to keep it keep it simple sometimes right now in, in the world that we're into. How do people follow you, find you, book up with you? What's the best way, Ryan? Well, I think the best thing that that people can do if they want a little bit more is, is certainly start with my book is the integrity vow engaging your authentic self uh, that can be found at www.theintegritybow.com uh, there's a book uh, it identifies you know a lot of those experiences that i've had my clients have had and engaging the authentic self uh, through the use of uh, 12 universal laws that are you know talked a little bit about in the mainstream but some of them can be overwhelming so i've broken it down to the normal human experiences that we have with all the things that we talked about today, you know, lack of purpose, low self-worth, uh, addiction, challenges and success and fulfillment, all of it. Uh, there's an accompanying workbook and I've done it on Audible as well. So, you know, that would be a, a good low cost way to start um, and they can find that all on the website. Wow, this is enlightening. And I believe that everybody watching and listening has taken lots of notes and they're going, and they would agree. If you could see them all, if you could see them all right now, they would be nodding their heads. But I feel it, y'all. I feel you pulling today, and pulling from Ryan and, and receiving and even the nodding of your head going, yeah, this has been amazing. You have, you brought the show, dropped the mic, all that stuff. It's been. No, oh, good, good. Good, good. Well, it's an honor and a privilege back at you sir thank you for being on the panelist thank, thank you so much and thank you everyone for being here and i am believing that if you have felt like you have been on that hamster wheel that you're jumping off of it that you are getting on that linear passage into your future and that you will reach out to who you need to reach out to that you will get ryan's book I love Audible. I use it all the time. How nice that it can just read to you. It's like story time. You know, remember when you were in school and you had story time? It's like story time, only this is life-changing time. So you can get that book. 
I want to thank you for showing up and do us a favor. Ryan's story and all of his wisdom and knowledge needs to go around the world. He's already been around the world, but let's just keep taking his knowledge around and around and around. So will you let somebody know about the Pamela show and this episode? And if you look below where the screen is, you're watching on YouTube or you're watching on Roku or you're watching on Apple or you're watching wherever you're watching this app, there is a link that you can share. So would you share it with somebody who needs it? Because we never know. We could be the vessel that shares something that changes somebody else's life. And we can be a part of paying it forward. So pay this forward. And I want to leave you with this. Remember, you are here on purpose, with a purpose, by design, not by default. So go on out there and be the salt and the light everywhere you go. Thanks for showing up to the Pamela Show. Ascend Above the Crowd is the newest course by Pamela Hinkle. Ascend is a self-paced email course that will come directly to your inbox and will change your mindset and your life. Each week, you will receive lessons, resources, challenges, and journal writings that will help you discover your purpose by design. It's your time to ascend above the crowd. To learn more about Ascend, go to www.purposewithpamela.com forward slash Ascend. Pamela Hinkle is the founder of The Purpose Center. Pamela is a mindset mentor, author, speaker, minister, and transformation coach. Her weekly podcast, international radio show, and television show are a lifeline that changes lives and inspires people to discover their individual potential through realizing their purpose by design. Pamela is a natural motivator and has shown many how to find their niche and transform their lives. Although success is an uphill battle, Pamela gives the necessary strategies to flourish, cheering you on every step of the way. Pamela shares from her personal experiences, education, and life as a woman in leadership, utilizing decades of knowledge. Taking the approach of, let's have coffee and chat, she will awaken your dreams and purpose by design. Are you ready for Pamela to help guide you? Email us at purposewpamela.office at gmail.com or go to her website at purposewithpamela.com.